Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to today's program. We're going to chat today about how our business can be its best and be as efficient as possible. And so this all got kind of uh, spurred on as I recently was reading a Facebook message I got from Tim, who's a friend of the show, and uh, he listens uh, to our podcast, other podcasts in the industry, just trying to get as much information as possible. So he asked me a really good question. And I want to answer that question here on the air today and then kind of unpack how we can make sure we are as airtight as possible in the behind the scenes of running our business because efficiency impacts the bottom line. And I want to be as profitable as possible and I don't want to be doing anything clunky. And so I want to put a little disclaimer out there. I'm recording this episode in the year 2022. And so the best practices that I share on today's program are my observations of what the best companies are doing in our industry in the year 2022. But if you're in podcast land and maybe it's 2025 or another year, things will have changed just like they did. Mr. Producer back at the turn of the 20th century, the main way people were getting around on the the roads back then, so to speak, were on horses, right? And, and the horses would go to the bathroom. So there was a whole industry where people would clean up the horse stuff on the streets but guess what happened shortly after that? Cars started coming out. The, the the Ford, you know, Model T's and these vehicles started taking over the roads. And guess what? Those guys that were cleaning up the horse stuff, they were out of a job. Things changed. And there's so many examples of these industries where people get stuck in their ways and then something new and innovative comes along and they don't adapt in time. And then there's stories of people that do make the right changes. Uh, a great example of this is Toyota, the, the car company. If you ever sell, uh, if you ever study their origin, they were actually, I think, making like clothes and it just wasn't working out. 
and the and the owner of Toyota made a shift into making cars, and it obviously turned out well for him and his family. And and uh, I could share your stories all day. Ben and Jerry's ice cream, they were making bagels, and and they're like, yes, this ain't, ain't working out. And they made an adjustment, and they started making ice cream. And so anyway, in our businesses. I think it's important that we're continuously analyzing how we do things and make changes when necessary, when we can become better, when we can become more efficient. So what I want to do is read a Facebook message that I recently got from a friend of the show, answer his question and talk about what I'm doing behind the scenes in my business uh, to try to be as efficient as possible. And I'm always trying to learn. So if you guys are listening, you're like, oh, there's even a better way to do it. Let me know. I'm I'm uh, ever since I started this podcast, I've kind of been very transparent of my entrepreneur entrepreneurship journey. And I'm just continuously trying to reach my full potential in business and in life. And so I'm constantly learning. But I think it's important that we uh, talk about behind the scenes. What, what's the best way to run our businesses Uh, so that we're not wasting any time and that we're earning, you know, as much money as possible. So we're going to get started and kind of talk about systems, processes, behind the scenes, how we um, run our businesses to reach its full potential. Here's a question I got. And guys, I rarely ever get on Facebook Messenger ever. So uh, if you want to DM me, um, the best way to actually do it is on Instagram at green industry podcast and start with friend of the show. If it doesn't start with saying friend of the show, I probably won't ever read it because I get crazy messages all day long. Most of them are in Spanish. I think they watch my Instagram reels and they're like, Hola, como esta? I'm I'm reading it. I'm like, uh, my Spanish isn't that good. (laughs) I know the Hola one, but I don't know what else they wrote. All right. Anyway, let me read the question. Uh, Here we go. This is from Tim, friend of the show. He's actually lives here in Georgia. He says, I'm wondering if it makes sense to bill through QuickBooks or bill through Jobber, how do you do it? I know you said that you keep a card on file and bill at the beginning of the month, but do you do that through Jobber or QuickBooks? Love what you're doing. I'm gleaning a lot from it. Thanks. Okay. So uh, we there's a lot actually that was in his question. So I want to start with uh, the card on file thing. It's crazy to me, guys, that not every single lawn care business has their customers' cards on file. I think if you are in lawn maintenance in the year 2022, honestly, I would make a billing policy that you do not accept cash or checks because that's going to take, that's going to add more time to your business because you're going to have to take that cash and check. You're going to have to go down to your bank and you're going to have to deposit it in there and you can save yourself a trip to, you know, saving 12 minutes here, saving 17 minutes there, that, that adds up over the course of a time. So I, for starters, what I've noticed is you can successfully get a hundred percent of your customer's cards on file. The only problem I see when I do coaching calls with folks is, is people that have a lot of customers. Um, let's say they have 80 customers. And they're trying to transition those 80 customers from, you know, that have been used to paying with cash or or check under the mat or check in the mail for years. And now all of a sudden you're trying to get them to get card on file. That can be a little difficult, especially for some of the older folks. So that's why it's important that you, you know, your billing policy and you come out of the gate when you sign up a new customer and you just let them know, Hey, the way we do billing 
is we'll get your card on file and, you know, then you can charge it however in your region it works for you. I know we have an international audience. So for us here in the state of Georgia down south, you can create programs where actually we actually uh, just had Tony's Rudolph, uh, Tony's Lawn Care on the program. And he does, you know, what most folks do here in Atlanta, he charges everybody once per month and he charges them year round. So he actually, you know, on January 1st is getting paid the same he's getting on July 1st. I'd say it's a $300 a month MoEdge Trimblow account. He gets that $300 every single month. Well, that works down here because of our climate, but it might not work if you're in a, you know, seasonal climate. So maybe, you know, you charge your customer, whatever the rate is, you know, April through November, but you got to get their card on file or some guys, uh, and I'm going to answer your question here in a moment, Tim. I just want to really emphasize how crazy it is that people don't have cards on file in 2022. Um, and I know, you know, as I do these coaching calls, I'm a lot more tender and, and compassionate than I am now. I'm kind of, I'm kind of upset at this situation because it's like, man, you're, you're wasting time and, and, and your customers enjoy convenience. So they actually are used to putting their, their, um, uh, internet, you know, and, and, uh, their phone bill, they don't pay that by cash or check. You know, they, they have their card on file more than likely, and, and they're just used to that. So the fact that our industry is so far behind on this, I, it's mind boggling, but anyway, some companies that are in like the Midwest and up North, uh, what they do is they'll just charge the card on file the day of the service. So let's say you go and you mow Mrs. Smith's yard on, on Tuesday afternoon. Well, as soon as you're done, you just have her card on file and you charge her card on file, um, through the CRM. So the other part of Tim's question was he asked, do I bill through QuickBooks or do I bill through jobber? And so I'm going to break down how I run all the finances of my company um, because I do use QuickBooks. I do use Jobber. I do use a few other things and they're all synced together and they all work like this beautiful orchestra. So I'm going to break down how I um, sync all that up and, and how I found it to be as efficient as possible. Uh, we're going to talk about that coming right up. With QuickPair technology and the Rainbird mobile app, you will have instant access to customize a watering schedule from anywhere. The mobile-first interface provides homeowners with the convenience they've come to expect while offering contractors the easiest and fastest programming experience available. Building upon Rainbird's legacy, the RC2 controller delivers the expertise of an irrigation company and the vision of a leader to save time, water, and money. Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS Track It, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS Track It with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard. But for every dollar you make, you're worried. 
Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Hi, this is Jason with Lake Tap Landscaping. I used Paul's price increase letter this off-season in February. Sent it out to all my clients for a minimum 10% increase and was able to get 100% acceptance rate from all my lawn maintenance clients. It's a great decision to uh, raise your prices on a yearly basis. You can pick up the price increase letter at greenindustrypodcast.com. Alrighty, guys, we are back. So friend of the show, Tim, asked a question about do I bill through QuickBooks? Do I bill through Jobber? How do I get card on file? So I want to unpack all of this. Let me start with the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of making sure our finances are as excellent as possible in running our business. And I mentioned this a lot, but I'm going to mention it again. Whether you're new in business or you've been in business for a while, it is absolutely crucial that you run 100% of your business finances through your business accounts. And so uh, this is going to make your accounting clean, your bookkeeping clean, and your uh, records and statements and reports clean so we can actually analyze how your business is doing and make the smart decisions and adjustments from that information. So I just want to put that out as a brief, brief disclaimer that this things of uh, collecting checks and they write it in your personal name, you put it in your personal counter, you collect cash, you put it in your pocket and you go down to the store that that has to um, stop immediately. We need to put 100% of business revenue that comes in into our business account. And then only out of our business accounts do we use business expenses. So we're not going down to the grocery store and, and using our, our business um, card. So with that being said, the bookkeeping company that I use, uh, Megan and Joey uh, Coberly, they like to work with QuickBooks. That's, you know, their wheelhouse. So I use QuickBooks for the accounting component. Can you send an invoice um, through QuickBooks? I think you can. I don't do that. I, I don't touch the that side of the QuickBooks. I just have QuickBooks because my um, bookkeepers, that's what they like to, to work for, um, you know, running all the stuff that they know how to um, do with the bookkeeping. They like QuickBooks, so I use QuickBooks. So I have my business accounts and I have multiple business accounts. I, I have um, an income account that all the money goes into. And then I have a separate business checking account uh, called operational expenses. You can nickname them. I call it operational expenses. So all the expenses that come out of my business come through the operational expenses account. And I have a savings account for taxes. And so anyway, all those accounts, and that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother day, but those are synced to QuickBooks. And so that's why I use QuickBooks is so that my bookkeepers can see every transaction that comes through my business they're aware of it. It's accounted for. And QuickBooks is the kind of the um, top of the line, uh, you know, bookkeeping, accounting software um, that's trusted by so many businesses. So that's just what, what 
my bookkeepers like to use. So that's just what I use. So all the business transactions are picked up through QuickBooks because it's all synced up. Now, I just use QuickBooks, like I said, for accounting alone. I think you can use it for other purposes, but I'm, I, I, don't, I don't touch that. I just, it's, it's my accounting platform. I use a CRM for the uh, business management. So that's where I'm going to send my invoices through. And there's all kind of other ways that you can communicate with your customers, schedule and things like that through a CRM. What's cool about Jobber, according to my bookkeepers, they said it's super easy to sync up to QuickBooks. So Jobber's connected to, again, my checking accounts. When I send an invoice and get paid, you know, the money goes into my bank. It's all synced up to Jobber. Jobber's synced up to QuickBooks. And so it's it's this beautiful um, tapestry. So to answer your question, Tim, I do all my billing through Jobber and I do all my accounting. I don't personally do it, but you know, my bookkeepers use QuickBooks online for all the accounting um, information. So I have Jobber for that. I have, uh, pardon me, I have Jobber for invoicing and, and, and running my business and having my whole work history of, you know, if I want to go back and see how much you charge for a mulch installation for old Randy last year, I, you know, I have all of my work history and all my customer information, all that um, in Jobber. So that's what I use for that. Now, I want to answer the part of Tim's question about the card on file. So this is super important. When you sign up a new customer, I like to get their card on file immediately. And so in Jobber, for example, you add a new client, you type in their address, you type in their phone number, you type in their email address, you type in, um, you know, any notes about the account, and then you can store their card on file. So I personally find the most success of doing this over the phone. You can do it electronically and have success with that. But think about when you sign up for uh, your AT&T internet and phone bill or Comcast or Xfinity, or I don't even know all the names of them, whatever they are. When you originally sign up, you probably are on the phone with them and they're going to ask you for your card information to get the account all activated and set up. And so I just personally like being on the phone with somebody kind of because I'm so confident in my billing and how I run my business that they can sense that and they appreciate that security and they're, they're, they're just used to doing this. So I just say, Hey, you know, I'm going to get your card on file. What's your card number? And boom, you just type it in uh, to Jobber as they read it to you. Or you could even do it in person. If you're, you know, out giving a quote for lawn maintenance and just ask them, Hey, uh, you know, and get the Jobber app, app out and you put in their card on file. So you, so you store that information. And so it just needs to be, uh, Tim, a part of your billing policy, get confidence that this is how we bill for our lawn maintenance, uh, with a card on file. And then, you know, however you establish, uh, your, when you're going to charge that card, you need to obviously have the utmost integrity to only charge their card on file when agreed upon. So that could be, uh, the day you do the service, let's say it's $75 to mow edge, trim and blow. You let them know, Hey, each time we do your service, uh, which is, you know, we'll charge your card on file and, and, you know, we'll come weekly, um, you know, April 1st through November 30th. And, and, and there it is. Or if you're going to have them on a monthly program, just let them know the first of every month, we're going to charge your card on file. So it's basically prepay. So, you know, before you just explain it to them, whatever, I'm not going to break down the different ways that you could set that up. Cause, um, 
we have an international audience and, and depending on the climate and how many services you do per year, there's, there's different ways to do that, but that's how you get a card on file. Now I I'm okay with accepting checks for larger jobs. So if you're going to do a landscape installation, I mean, my boy, Andy Mulder, he's been doing this job. I've been watching him on Instagram. I can't imagine how much he charged the customer for this. He's been working on this job every single day. And, uh, well, you know, you know, five, six days a week. And, uh, so anyway, when you have a job that's large, uh, you don't want to be paying the the credit card processing fees and things like that. So I would, you know, take a check if the job's larger and they're just going to be paying you a few checks throughout the duration of the job. That's okay for a check. Um, because you know, you're going to get, if they write you a check for $10,000, you're going to get a whole $10,000, you know, in deposited. If you charge their card $10,000, then there's processing fees and things like that associated uh, with it. So the next question is, well, then why wouldn't you take a check for all the maintenance? Because uh, So you don't have to pay the processing fees. Isn't that hypocrisy or a double standard? And that's where you get into time. That's where the um, convenience and the time you save from collecting all those checks and going to the bank and all of that stress uh, for me, especially if it's only a little $75 transaction, you know, the Moeds trim and blow, what I'd rather do is, you know, charge the customer $78 for that Moeds trim blow and, and, and process, put the processing fees into the customer's price. So if you know your math that you need to charge $75 to, to Moeds and trim and blow sweet Sue's yard, when you give her the quote, you know, add in a little 2.9% processing fee or whatever it is in, in, in whatever you're using, whatever CRM, and you can find out that information and just add that into the price and let them know, Hey, it's $77 or, you know, it's $78. And I know I'm answering Tim's question, but I just want to make sure that I'm very clear to everyone listening to me right now, as I, you know, get to interview a lot of people in this industry and see behind the scenes of how different businesses work. What's the best practice is to make sure guys that you're either being paid prepay or you're being paid the day of your uh, lawn care maintenance service. And so what used to happen in our industry, and unfortunately there's still a lot of companies that operate this way They'll go, let's, let's use the month of August as our example. They'll go the first week of August and they'll mow at Trimblow, Mrs. Smith's property. And they'll come back the next week, do the same thing, the third, fourth week of the month. And depending on how the days fall, you know, there could always be a fifth service of the month. Um, every year's a little different the way the calendar works or whatnot, but they either did four or five weekly services in the month of August and again, this is an example of what not to do, but a lot of folks do this. And if you do do it, don't get mad at me. There's, I'm just saying we got we to gotta think through this. So you've gone now four or five times and then you send the invoice at the end of the month. And then, you know, a lot of these companies don't even have the card on file. So there might be a week or two until they get paid. That was six or seven weeks that went by where you didn't have the money in your account. Well, cash flow is so important. And so... While that was happening, you're out there mowing. Well, you still got to pay your payroll. You still got to pay for all your expenses, you know, for the uh, repairs on the equipment, for the new equipment, for 
who knows what you have as, as your expenses, a storage unit payment, a, a good old Sheffield, you got to make your mower payment, whatever it is, all those payments, you still got to have the money for to pay. But here you are waiting six weeks from that first time your, your mower, you know, cut Sweet Sue's yard that first week of August, you know, and six weeks went by until you got paid for that day's work. That's um, nonsense. And, and it's happening way too much in our industry. So again, I, I know I'm, I'm beating this point hard, but it's because I do coaching calls with folks and this is normal. And so what I would suggest one more time, I'm going to be as crystal clear as I can. One way you can do it is, is, is you go that first week of August and you mow Mrs. Smith's yard and you charge the card on file immediately when you're done. You can just get in your truck you know, enjoy that ice cold air conditioning, get out your um, jobber app and boom, go in there and you, you complete the job and you charge the card on file while you're sitting in the air conditioning cr- um, truck, looking at those beautiful stripes and that happy, you know, happily manicured lawn. And now you got paid. So basically you got paid one minute after you completed the job or, or, or two minutes after, cause you're sitting in your truck and you're, you just do it real quick. The even more efficient way and, and if you're going to do that way, I just mentioned, that's great. The even more efficient way is to pre-plan Mrs. Smith's maintenance program for the year and then just let her know, hey, on April 1st, you know, we're going to charge your card on file $400. And then as well on May 1st, um, June, July, August, September, October 1st, and November 1st, we'll charge your card on file your $400 a month. And then if you need us to do any work, this is for, you know, cooler season places. If you need us to do any work in, 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 um, December, January, February, you know, we can just come out and, and give you a specific price for that one time. Cause you, sometimes a tree might fall down or something. There might be some crazy thing you got to do in the off season. You can charge accordingly for that job. But during the on season, when you're going weekly to the properties, that you're already getting paid before you actually show up to mow. So you would charge Mrs. Smith's card on file August 1st for $400. And you do that for all your other customers. So now you got a nice big chunk of money coming into your account. And then you go and you mow the first week, August, second, third, fourth week, August. She's so happy and your bank's happy and your money's happy because now you have a big margin to be able to pay all your bills um, in your account. So Tim, if you're listening, I hope this answered uh, your question about getting cards on file. And I use Jobber for all my invoicing and managing my business. I use QuickBooks for all of my payroll. And let me give a shout out to my bookkeepers, Megan and Joey. I use them to organize all of this. So they let me know. And and I actually meet with them once a month. It's called our monthly profit meeting. And they go over with me my statement of cash flows my balance sheet and my profit and loss statement. Every single month we go over those three reports and what they're trained in is if anything starts to look remotely off, they understand my business so well and and they understand my numbers so well, they can point out, whoa, this is a little off here, Paul. What's the story with this? And we can um, detect things in advance of where I need to make adjustments and pivots in my business based off of the stories my numbers tell because my numbers are accurate because I run all my income into my business accounts, all the outgo from the business out of the income account, pardon me, out of the expense accounts and everything's done properly. I know how much money I need to be setting aside for taxes to make sure I'm paying those quarterly taxes. 
on point, on time, accurately. And anyway, that's how I run my finances and my business. So if you want to um, get on a call with Megan and Joey, they'll happily talk to you for free for 15 minutes to just talk about how they can service your business, um, bookkeeping needs. And again, I know I mentioned, or Tim mentioned QuickBooks and um, Jobber. Um, and, and I'll put the links to all of those in today's show notes. If you guys want to, uh, try out QuickBooks or you want to try out job or you want to try out, uh, Megan and Joey, that's just personally what I use to run the, the finances in my business. And again, if you're listening, this into in, in future years, I'm always looking for the most efficient ways to, to do my billing, to do my financial, um, tracking to run my business and to make sure everything is profitable and well. So as technology advances, I know even uh, Megan and Joey, they stay on top of all of this. There's a thing called uncategorized expenses. Um, I forget the name of the system that they use, but sometimes when they look at my checking account statements, I'll buy something, let's say for a thousand bucks. Yet when it shows up on the line item, it's got some weird name in the, in the um, way that they describe what I bought. And they're like, what in the world was that? And so in the uncategorized expenses system with Megan and Joey, I can explain, oh, I bought this. And I don't know why they called it that, but this is what I bought. So we can get everything you know orderly and organized and tidy because you want a clean set of books and you want money in your accounts ahead of time, not, not six months after you do the work. Um, you know, you, you want to be on top of your finances and, and on running your business. So I hope this helps. And one last thing, just so you guys don't email me and complain. <laughs> um, I understand with commercial accounts, it's hard to get them to prepay. It really is. So that would be an asterisk to all of this. If you're going to go mow, um, you know, the, the Walmart, uh, on the corner or whatever, Sometimes their billing is net 30, net 60, net 90, and they have to send everything off to corporate. And so just know um, when you start getting into commercial, it's a little bit different. Now, if you're doing a mom and pop commercial place, maybe it's just like a pizza diner and you you mow their front yard or whatever. And it's on the main street or whatever. You can you can talk to them and, and say, hey, it, I'll gladly do this for you. But, you, you know, you got to pay me the day we actually do the service and I'm going to get your card on file. So there's more leeway with you, if you can directly talk to the business owner, but when you start, you know, mowing some of these larger corporations, um, commercial sites, it doesn't matter how you present it to them. they they got the red tape. They got to go through where they send it off to accounts payable and it's net 30 or more. So I understand that, but I'm most folks listening to this are, are heavily focused on residential and so that's kind of why I use that as an example today. So I hope this helps, guys. It is uh, my timer's going off. I got to hit the gym. And so I've been so consistent, guys, with working out. And uh, it's time for me to, to go uh, get it in for today. So I hope this has been helpful. Uh, thanks again, Tim, for reaching out and asking this question. If you guys um, need more information about getting Jobber connected to your business or QuickBooks Online or Megan and Joey, uh, just check out our resource center at thegreenstreetpodcast.com or Mr. Producer, if you could put those links in today's show notes. That's what I personally use. And that's how I run the behind the scenes with the finances in my business. So thanks for listening. Smash that follow button and hope to catch you on the next episode of the Green Street Podcast.
This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.